is your fearless commissioner, Tom Hart, side-by-side co-commissioner, Kyle Manaus. Together, this is the Champions Podcast. We got a shirtless commissioner here, folks. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. I, like, my 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 uh, camera was turned off, um, and then I'm like, oh, why don't I flip this while we're recording? And then... And then I saw my camera come up, Kyle, and then I remembered. Thank God I put on underwear, because I almost wasn't wearing that much. I mean, to be fair, it is not going to be the first... Or it's not the first time I've seen you walking around in front of the camera in your underwear. This no, is true. Nor will it be the this last, This is true. Uh, yep, you can find my OnlyFans at Too Hotty Scotty Kamish. I don't know how I, I don't know how you name it, Holy Fans. I don't know the rules. Kyle, what's what the hell's going on in Minnesota? Not much. Uh, just working, 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 and trying to get some trade talks going. Had a couple of productive conversations this week. Uh, Do you think you'll have a trade before kickoff on Thursday? I would say it's unlikely as of now because a lot of people just want to see what their first week is. Right. However, I do have some a couple of like, all right, well, depending on how this player does, we'll either move mm-hmm. forward or not. So, right, if this guy does good, oh well, if this guy is a, has a certain workload, then fine, we'll try it. That kind of talk. Yes, and uh, fun fact here: out of the three three people, one being me, uh, talking about trades. All three of us have had terrible trade negotiations with one Vincent Cartina, apparently, since the draft. But everyone's having them with Vince. Yeah, everybody's having them with Vince. So something about Vince is alluring. But every time Vince is, is asking for a King's Ransom, apparently. Uh, right. So yeah, there, there's that. But it's- yeah, otherwise, not much. I'm just I'm excited for a, uh, a year of fantasy. Hell yeah. Well, we just had our amazing draft in Fort Collins. Kyle, you were not there. You did not make it. It was I, Vince, uh, Garrett, of course, and Wilson. We had a blast. I showed up there at, like, noon somehow on Friday, and they were already at a brewery, and that was pretty much all we ever did is we just kept doing Kept the drinks flowing. Your stuff. I managed to get everyone to watch wrestling Friday night, and it was great. It was great. Uh, <laughs> and then the rest was classic, you know, guy stuff, hanging out. Great time. Wish you could have been there, Kyle. Wish everyone could have been there. But it sounds like Garrett is back at it with a plan for next year. Yeah. Uh, Pay to the chat, guys. Keep uh, working with Gert to get this finalized because it sounds like by the end of the month we need this finalized because we're getting a hot deal from Gert's daddy ass so we gotta we gotta lock that in yes and so if everybody can go ahead and throw their two cents in and if you haven't already we would all very much appreciate that because it's just hard to schedule these things as we all know right but enough about that Tom let me ask you this when you were just sitting there lounging with Vince, Wilson, and Garrett, reminiscing upon the draft, who were you coming back to and being like, I'm, I'm kind of impressed with how that went? I mean, really, no one. 
Okay, well, that's just, you, you have some higher standards for that. Show. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> but no, no. Um, you know, we have like usual guys. Like we every year, we usually talk about like Patterson and Garrett having like a good number of value guys and doing well. And you know, you've got certain owners that are usually wild cards. They're like, oh, this guy's all in on these three players and if they suck well they're screwed the rest of the year oh he's all in on injured guys hopefully they pan out but in honesty just kind of top to bottom I was impressed with Castro's team I like the mix of he's got a good amount of kind of proven studs at like not ridiculous prices um between, you know, Prescott, I do like Lamb. I know you're not a big C.D. Lamb guy. Um, Alan Robinson, Aaron Rodgers. All of those guys, like, we can be pretty confident they're going to show up. And he got them at a good enough price that was able to take some young guns. Uh, between Javante Williams and Travis Atenye, or Atenye, I don't know. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, next coming of Alvin Kamara getting a couple of young running backs who who knows in the right situation if they have full control of their if they if, if they've got catches if they got they become three down backs which is possible yeah uh, not likely but possible those could be like top five backs and you add you take a handful of solid guys in two top five running backs you're a you're a you're a bona fide team absolutely so I like the mix of safety with high upside. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to disagree with that. Like you said, he he went for players that should you know actually show up and score points. He's, he doesn't have like theoretical points from people that have switched teams as much as other people here. But right, you know, for me, the one act that stood out to me the most was Sir Luco. I think it, compared to years past, <laughs> compared to years past, Sir Luco has. I think done a pretty good job because it's like I don't I don't love everything right. He has a, a lot of high risk players, in my own opinion, because it's like he's really really relying on Austin Eckler being a hero for the running back position. Right. That being said, right, if if his players just kind of perform as expected, he, I don't see how he misses playoffs. Like he has too many big names between Adams Hill, Eckler, and then I mean like he's got one of the better flex areas, right? Like, he's got DJ Moore, he's got Brandon Cooks. Like, it's he's just solid yeah. as a starting lineup, top to bottom. He's not necessarily the most deep, but he has a couple of high upside people, especially since my running back got shot. Uh, Antonio Gibson <laughs> is looking real great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily a championship squad, but I definitely, at this point, think Sir Luco is one of the ones I would look for to lock into a playoff spot. Yeah, 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 he definitely impressed. Definitely looks like he's taken a step forward. Um, it'll be interesting to see how his top build wide receivers, um, Adams and Hill, do, both with new quarterbacks, both with worse quarterbacks, but might be even more the center of the offense. I, well, Adams can't be more than the center. I mean, he was... How many targets did he get, Cal? You could probably whip out a million stats about how bonkers he's been. 
the last few years. Yeah, it's it's really been a lot. <laughs> but I mean, like in general, it's just like a, he's already best friends with uh, Derek Carr. Like it's gonna go well. But enough of that, Tom. Let's dive into what everybody's here for: the Week One previews. Now I currently have all of the matches up. You do. Yep. And uh, I'm assuming that you're getting them up. So while you're getting them up, I'll go ahead and kick us off, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'm just going to get them up one by one as we talk about them, baby. Which, what's first? All right, I'm going to start with one that I think is going to be kind of a boring fest. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. I'm going Vinny versus Wilson. I think that these guys are both standard, you know... Uh, middling teams like it's really going to come down to how does Josh Allen open up the season right like right now Josh Allen is the betting favorite for MVP and it's like for me I think it's going to be interesting to see how that comes about because he lost the guy that made him basically amazing like from a coaching perspective like their their offensive coordinator, everything left, and so it's like we're really we're betting a lot on Josh Allen being able to now like steer you know the bus himself, and starting that you know bus off against the Rams who have Aaron Donald and just a number of amazing defenders. I think Josh Allen you know will do fine, but I don't think he'll carry the team this week. And I mean, outside of that, it's just Wilson's team like Godwin. We don't know if he's going to play yet. Right, so if Godwin doesn't play, I don't know. Like, he doesn't have like an instant person I would throw in to, to you know play. No. And it's just yeah, he's got a lot of question marks for week one. I think his team will shake up as the season goes on, but I just I don't like Wilson there compared to Vince, right? Right, Vince though has I if I'm doing my math right. Five players from the state of Ohio, and that can't be good. That can't be good. He he no loves Burrow, the Joe Mixon, talented, sure. T. Higgins, solid. Amari Cooper, what the fuck is is going on in in Cleveland? I don't know. So that worries me. That worries me. But the uh, the Bengals are going up against Mitchell Trubisky's debut um, regular season debut with the Steelers which will be a shit show yes so it's very possible we get Joe Burrow to T Higgins early on and then it's Joe Mixon the second half and the Bengals and all of the Browns poop on Trubisky and does Wilson have any matchup that's just going to steamroll like that? Dalvin Cook against the against Green Bay going to be behind, you know. Debo in Chicago that's going to be silly. The you know Chicago we all know is going to suck, so we're not going to be seeing. This isn't going to be a Debo thirty point game. It's going to be a Debo five point game. Yeah, I mean, really, it's more just like we have no idea what the Trey Lance-Debo connection is at this point. Right. And so it's like, he could do great. My guess is he'll be used and stuff, but it's like, right. it's really Will, will Trey air. Lance, as the now the, with a mobile quarterback, will he eat up all of the rushing that Debo normally did? Because now we have our non-running back rusher uh, getting the ball quicker. Do we, do we take that wrinkle out of the offense? I don't know. 
We'll see what all the, the shenanigans are on Sunday. But it's clear I'm going with the Blood Sharks. Chump Pride. Who you got, Kyle? I got Blood Sharks too. I think yeah. Mid-Cinnati is going to uh, perform a little bit better than anticipated, just because I think Mitch Trubisky is going to give them a lot of short fields. A lot of short fields. Very true. Very, very true. What's our next matchup, Kyle? Yeah, next up, let's go ahead and go with uh, some people here that are friends, friendly now, we'll say, as of the chat today, with one Brussel Wilson taking on the Pop and Molly and Percocets of Castro. Joe Oof. versus Castro. Yeah, well, we already heard me in the uh, in the intro that I am high on Castro this year. But, Kyle, are you as high on Pop and Molly as I am? Week one, no. <laughs> However, really? week, like, you know, nine, maybe. It's just like... Uh, I have my own concerns about Travis Etienne. Um, I have sure. no, I have no idea what that offense is going to look like, and it's like a guy who missed his entire rookie season. So it's like right. I, I'm going to pump the brakes there. I think Denver is very much in a 50-50 split backfield. Um, so I just I don't have confidence in Javante carrying the load, and more but so it's the Russell Wilson revenge game. Right, but like on the other side, this is the one game of the year we can guarantee Christian McCaffrey is healthy. Right, like that's true. This is if you're gonna win with your with your Kamara McCaffrey stack, right? It's gonna be now, despite the fact at the moment Joe is starting Nico Collins, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Tyler Lockett, right, like. Here's the thing, Joe's team. But is Saquon Barkley healthy? Is Matt Stafford healthy? We, Stafford those is not guys healthy. might Those two might not be healthy till later. Stafford is not healthy. I don't think he's going to be healthy at all this year. And Barkley again, he's healthy now. Like this again, this is as healthy as it's going to be for Barkley. He's going to have some random knee or quad thing going on right. in week three. And Joe's going to be kicking himself why he did this. However, for week one, for one week. To start the year off, one night only. Joe, I think, is going to easily stomp this one. I don't. I don't think Castro gets close. I, if you look on Castro's side, Mooney. I have no idea if that Bears offense is going to be able to give Justin Fields time to throw it more than a dump off. Right. Uh, Rogers, I think, is going to be taking a step back this year as Green, play, Green Bay plays more ball control. I mean, Knox with Buffalo, he's touchdown dependent. A.J. Brown, I, I, he's really the only one I do like on Castro's team. Like, just I think he'll have a connection with Hurts, but one person against the Kamara-McCaffrey stack, I just don't think it goes well. So even though Joe is potentially starting Nico Collins, the number two receiver for Houston, Houston. <laughs> I, I think Joe's going to pull off this win. What do you think? Um, yeah, Joe Joe has plenty of studs at full power, but it is not enough. Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, they're they're full bore, Kyle. You just you're just blind. You are just blind. Have you not been reading all of the beat reporters? They say that these guys are both going to be MVP this year. From what I see, that's not true. This is true. They're they're gonna they're gonna tie. And then they're going to have to settle at WrestleMania, who actually gets it. 
it's 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 you know you gotta be like pretty deep into reddit to find that but it's there's the rumors are there the rumors are there plus Dak prescott prime time taking on tom brady like he's gonna be balling out and all the way to cd lamb all fucking night you you just you won't be able to there won't be anything to keep up with it i mean surely nico collins and mvs are gonna get three points and buoy whatever great thing McCaffrey does. Yeah, I mean... Those running backs, that stack on Castro's side, money. Yeah, well, we'll see how that comes out. Now, Tom, I've picked the first two matchups. Let's have you pick one here. What is one that you do not think is game of the week? What I do not think is game of the week? Well, let's talk about your game, Kyle. Let's go ahead. I'm all in. Now... Here's my defense, right? Okay. You're already <laughs> you're already on the defensive. Interesting. More so, I think Garrett's team right now is overly projected. I don't think my team is necessarily over, like under projected. But like, okay, Jamar Chase is projected 20 points, right? And Ridiculous. So Jamar Chase only got above 20, let's see, one uh, twice since week 8 of last year. Right. Right, like he got fifty-five points once, and then he got twenty-five points once, and then it was. I mean, you look at Jalen Hurts' second half last year; they kind of turned into a run-first team, and he was not—he was not great down the stretch. I mean, he had basically second half of the year last year; he had two games twenty-five plus, and everything else was under twenty. Yeah, what's he projected for? Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and on the other side, like we also have Matt Ryan, who couldn't get above fifteen points um, since week eight of last year. You have well, that's because Calvin Ridley was out. I mean, like now we have Pittman. Pittman is is the second coming of Antonio Brown. If you want to believe, like a on the wrong side of thirty, Matt Ryan is going to carry you. Go, you go ahead. Um, I, he also has he also has Darren Waller, who's had three practices this summer. In a new offense with and a Devonte Adams, yeah. So it's just like Garrett. I think has a lot of talent. I think Taylor could eat Zeke. I think is going to surprise this week. Jordan Taylor is just big boomer bust. So it's like Garrett is playing for the boom. I'm assuming the bust until it's proven right. otherwise. Thank God we don't do college stats because Justin Fields is might have ten sacks and a hundred rushing yards. <laughs> Maybe two hundred rushing yards. Yeah, like he's he's. Go- I think he's going to be money for you. Um, I think the Bears will suck. Yeah, Bears will suck. Bob started two Bears. But he might. But the fantasy the fantasy points will be quite good. He was. I mean, he was basically top five, top ten every time last year. He truly suited up. He's healthier. Uh, maybe his supporting cast isn't like didn't take a step forward, but maybe like his coaches will want him to succeed, and I think that matters. I, I think I really like do. I really think just have, not having Nagy there should help, and I'm really banking on him passing to Cole Komet, just loving a tight end because I mean all he all he has is Cole Komet to Daryl Mooney. Um, but that, yeah, we look at the rest of your team, Kyle, and. You know, running backs should be good. A.J. Dillon, 
um, is is going to be a, probably a big part of that offense, even as the second running back there. Um, Trubisky had supported David Montgomery as like a top ten, top fifteen running back. Yeah, in his prime, prime time, Trubisky can support a running back that they force feed the ball because the rest of the offense is trash. And we know Najee can catch because he'd have like ten catch games. Correct. Um, Justin Jefferson, we might have the first time in a while a pass first, maybe since Randy Moss was in town, a truly pass first Minnesota Vikings, and that's quite a. Uh, I mean, they're different play styles completely, but still, we could we could have a historic season for Justin Jefferson, and kind of the rest of your team is pretty terrible. What the fuck is up with Marcus Mariota? Because Marcus Mariota is going to get 30 rushing yards, and if he gets a touchdown in there, I mean, he'll be better than any other quarterback that's on the waiver wire. You know how many rushing attempts Marcus Mariota had last year? How many games did he start last year? He had nine rushing attempts. I mean, I mean, like zero starts. But right. he's played. he played in like seven games. In tw- yeah, but then look in 2020, he pl- the one game he played, he had 100 rushing yards, 200 passing yards. You know, it's like, again, if he gets me 10 to 15 points, I'm pretty happy with that. Cause yeah, for $1 or whatever the hell you spend on him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no decent, dollars, free agency. <laughs> like, right? he's, he's, he, he could also throw a, a bunch of interceptions because who's the quarterback that he's going up against? Jameis. Jameis. Jameis is revitalizing in his career. Um, absolutely, he'd be a bet. He's a better feeling than Matt Ryan right now. I, Jameis Winston, is the next Matt Stafford. Bold he's, take. He's getting himself a ring. <laughs> you know, he early career he had a stud wide receiver named Mike Evans that he forced the ball, maybe like a Megatron. You know, over time he kind of. Um, had to diversify and gain some skills, but also we know he's a he's a gunslinger and he goes maybe deep a little too much, kind of like a old uh, early career Matt Stafford. But then he gets moved to a new team. The sky's the limit. We come to New Orleans. Jameis is is going to be money, and I don't know what this has to do. With <laughs> That's this what match. I was going to say. Nobody has Jameis <laughs> in this fucking game, Tom. <laughs> But Marcus Mariota won't be able to rush the ball because he'll be down 30 points in the first half to Jameis Winston. So they won't be rushing. Mariota will be forcing the ball downfield to definitely not any healthy wide receiver. Kyle Pitts. Sure. Sure. Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson, let's go. Yeah. Um, So Mariota's going to get you a negative I mean, That's I, why I'm picking Garrett. I too agree he's overprojected at 151, uh, but you are properly projected as I believe the lowest projection. That, I agree to disagree, but that's what makes fantasy great, right? <laughs> All right, right. But we do agree, Jameis is like the best MVP pick. You know, I mean, value wise, you could... odds, calculating in the odds of it. I was going to yeah, I'm gonna, while you look at our next matchup here, I'm going to go ahead and look up the Jameis Winston MVP odds. Yeah, go for him. Go for him. 
Uh, let's see. That's clearly game of the week. So I think there's only one option for me to pick, and I guess that's my matchup. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Well, that, then we're. What pre- you thought my game was game of the week? I was going based off the storyline projection. Yeah, but we'll go. We'll go with you. We'll go with you. I well, I don't think I. Well, it's me versus Patterson, scissor me, a daddy ass, versus the East Rutherford Cougars. Uh, great story there. I like the uh, I like the nod there, Patterson. Uh, Patterson's another one we talk about every, like every year at the draft. He's kind of sneaky there, lurking in the shadows, just plucking up value plays here and there. Um, he of course did great with his keepers, um, Pittman. Like we said, next Antonio Brown. But he also got James Conner, who, yes, had way too many touchdowns that he should have last year. But, God damn it, they force-fed him the ball at the goal line. And I don't see that changing. Nick Chubb, Lamar Jackson, big parts of their offenses. Kyle Pitts, as we said, um, is the only person worth throwing to. going to get hella targets. Marcus Mariota. Oof. Plenty of talent here on Patterson's side. On your what side, are you, of my you have, I think, the biggest heroes and scrubs team out of anyone in the league this year. Fuck yeah. Um, however, the one thing I will say is, like, outside of Mahomes, like, your heroes are have had injury concerns in the past. So yeah. that's that's the big thing. I do think, I mean, like, your your good players are, are quality, right? Like, I think Swift is going to do fine. Diggs will do fine. Kelsey will do fine. And your quarterbacks will do fine. It's the rest of your team that I have zero faith in. I Oh, yeah. Like, Me neither. Me neither. Like, Devonta Smith, uh, if he actually weighs 170, I'd be shocked. I think he's probably like a 158-pound receiver in the NFL. That's not what you want. And- not and like the second wide receiver option on probably a run first team. You're playing Cam Akers, who last I looked has only gotten. Let's see, let me confirm. Uh, yep. So he's only gotten above 15 points three times in his whole career. Fuck yeah. So that's good. And he's coming off of a, a bad injury, so we'll see how that goes. The bad injury was, like, early. He already came back from the injury. so if that's And looks terrible. Yeah, like, <laughs> record, record lows in, like, yards per carry in, like, the playoffs last year. But, hey, got him to Super Bowl. And you're starting the second quarterback, or second running back, I should say, in a Mike McCarthy-led offense. Let me... Um, actually, actually, he's a slot receiver. You just don't know it yet. Is that how that works? Is, is uh, yep. the, Are the rookies not going to participate in the Cowboys? Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, uh, if that happens, uh, more power to you. Um uh, <laughs> Again, it's just like I I don't really want a gadget weapon in a Mike McCarthy offense because I don't believe <laughs> Mike McCarthy understands what a gadget is. Sure, sure. Um, but really, this one for me was more just. Fine, you want me to put Amir Abdullah back in the the next the next Danny Woodhead? I mean, like if if he's if anyone's gonna be, it's gonna be Amir Abdullah. I do think yeah. uh, he'll be okay this year. Well, yeah, he's he's gonna be great. 
Um, I I don't have the confidence to freaking start in week one. Fucking do it. I got I got Danny Wood out of my bench, guys. And you guys can have him for the price of five and a half fab dollars. Regardless. <laughs> And the reason I was thinking this one was game of the week was just the story component behind it. We have Patty, most Gina's, versus, and just success when he wants it, not when he, you know, consistently. Versus, yeah. you know, you, regular season hero, postseason zero. <laughs> and it's just like, here is, you know, the. And you know what? All, you, you give me all these accolades, and guess what? Well, both chumps. I was gonna say we have essentially the champion of the chumps, and what I'm gonna say is the new chump of the chumps in you, uh, going head to head. Chump Daddy Supreme over here. Chump Daddy Supreme, and uh, I got Patty on this one. I know, really? like, yeah, because I really think that your three players, Devonta Smith, Cam Akers, Tony Pollard, will single-handedly lose you the game. I think the that's rest, very possible. I think They're the rest quite, of your team is fine. Quite close worthless. And plus, who's throwing the ball to Michael Thomas? <laughs> You're, you know him. He's your 5,000... It, it could be like, you know, Taysom Hill, if he's still there on the sidelines because Michael Thomas is in street clothes and they're just hanging out. But if it is Jameis Winston throwing to Michael Thomas, whoo, look out, league. Patterson is taking over. I, of course, I'm going to take myself, though. I... I, I don't think Michael Thomas is playing. He is not ready to handle Jameis Winston. My studs will, of course, show up, and I'll get just lucky enough with one of my three really crappy players, and I'll win. Until DeAndre Swift pulls a hammy. Yeah, but that'll be like fourth quarter. <laughs> All right, well, then I guess that leaves us with uh, Sir Luco versus Acosta. Game of the week. <laughs> game of the week was not the one I was expecting, but we'll take it. I never liked making myself game of the week, Kyle. God damn it! <laughs> Plus, also like we did talk up Sir Luca as having a good draft. We talked up Sir Luca and uh, like raw numbers. Acosta has like based on like your average ranking expert, if you can call them experts. Acosta is like a top two team yeah. in the league. Sir Luca. He is shooting above his weight class. He's doing great in the draft, and we could see all that come down week one when he takes out one guy, the, one of the guys we thought would benefit most of all from the rule of the offseason. If Acosta starts off with an L after that kind of implied head start, that's, that's, that's not good. He's, he's thrown away most of his lead. But... Who do you got? What is grabbing your your eyes, grabbing your attention with these matchups, Kyle? I mean, really, I think, to me, it's the battle of new teams versus established teams, right? So, right. so Luko's betting heavily on the Adams and the Tyree Kill new team connections, right? Whereas, on the other hand, it's you've got Derrick Henry coming back from injury. You have Aaron Jones in a new potential role, but with the Packers still. And then you have uh, a cup of poop. You know, MVP essentially of the year or last year, just based off of value. Uh, top talent wise, top end level talent, it's hard to see how Acosta loses this unless he has an injury or unless uh, 
Boyd and uh, the Sun God, Amon St. Brown, <laughs> both decide to just completely die. Like, if, if they... if if his bottom three players do bad, Acosta, like, it might yeah. be enough to give Sir Luco, like, Sir Luco has a better roster top to bottom, just, like, if you include every player, but... Yeah, yeah, the bench for Sir Luco, I believe, is quite impressive. Well, it's, like, also just, like, his flexes and his his wide receiver, too, right? Like, Scary Terry, with Carson Wentz throwing to him, I don't think is great. So it's, like, the average points per Sir Luco position with his starters is probably going to be higher you know, than than most teams where it's like Acosta is top heavy, right? If Derek Henry, if Derrick Henry has a bad game, like he he needs his other guys to really step up. Does Derrick Henry have bad games when he finishes them? I mean, like what was his last game last year? Oh, that was the playoff game. That was what I'm thinking about. But yeah, like Henry, you know, he he does well, but he's you know almost a 30 year old running back coming off of. Big bruising amount of carries. We'll see. I'd love love for King Henry to do good, right? But but Acosta is betting a lot of money, you know, right now. If if Henry is not what he says, right? If Henry comes in and he's an RB two, how how much worse is Acosta's team? Right. But let's. I I mean, I'm digging Saluko too, though. Like, look at them quarterbacks. Derek Carr, new new weapon, stacked on on Serluco's team. So, if Serluco needs to go off against the Chargers in a shootout against his opponents, Justin Herbert could be money there. Could be that 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 is a kind of a path for Serluco to overperform and defeat a kind of higher kind of total starting lineup team like Acosta. And we it, and don't forget he has your MVP of the season so far, James Oh Winston. yeah, I was building up to that, Kyle. <laughs> Go ahead. Fucking Jameis. At Atlanta in a dome. Jameis doesn't lose in a dome. Jameis Can we never fact check that? In a dome. <laughs> Have you seen it? Have you ever been in a dome and watched Jameis lose a football game? Ever. I've never done that. I I can say I've not yeah I can say I've not done that yeah see <laughs> seeing is believing Bryce Hall on the other hand cycling up uh he might not really be the number one running back for that team it still could be Carter who they drafted last year I don't think they've totally given up on him yet. Yeah, they're probably going to, like, slowly bring in Brees Hall as, like, they want to, like, throw him to the fire kind of right now would be my guess. Right. So I, the 10-point the, the per, per, uh, projection is quite low, but could could be beaten with, I mean, that's a touchdown and a handful of catches, and it's over. Uh, will he get that against Baltimore? I mean, the Jets are bad at everything. Will the Jets get across the 50-yard line? I was going to say, because this is a Joe Flacco-led Jets, isn't it? Is it not, or is it going to be Mike White? Last I, I heard was 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 elite Joe Flacco. Yeah. The next Jameis Winston. So we'll we'll see how the, the Jets do. Tom, don't you have a Jets receiver? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, what do you think of Tyreek Hill, Kyle? I mean, he'll get three. You four. heard those podcasts, though. 
Yeah. They're best friends. I'd be like... Terry Hill never liked Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is just over there busy chilling with Brian Pringle. I mean, you do what you gotta do. No, for Tyreek Hill, my thing is, is like, he'll get... If he gets three or four catches a game for 40 yards, and then he gets another 20 yards of running, like, that that's kind of what I think his floor is. I think his floor is, like, eight to ten points. Right. As long as he's healthy, right? That it, again, throw in one... Which, t- even last year, he had plenty of games... Plenty of games under five points, under ten points. But I also think part of that is with the, a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, but the offense is going to be different, though, right? It's like with Mahomes, you can throw all over the field because he's got a cannon of an arm. Tua is throwing those like short, intermediate throws, right? And it's like who's going to be coming across the middle of the field? Waddle, if he's healthy. Yeah, Waddle, who's already waddling. Regardless, Tom, who you got in this one? I believe Jameis Winston, obviously, shooting for average. Alex Saluko starts out hot, takes charge of the chump division. God, can you you imagine chump division, Saluko? The drama. The excitement, the, the underdog be... story, led by Jameis Winston himself. Oh, we'll be talking about this year, Kyle. I'm gonna laugh so hard when he just tears his ACL week one. <laughs> like next year, the return. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go Acosta on this one. I do think uh, Aaron Jones might have a decent day, and I think his quarterback uh, situation is just I like it better. Sure. So. I'm going to go Acosta on this one. And that's going to wrap up our week one previews, Tom. Do you have any final thoughts here for the listeners at home before you go and uh, jump into your bed? Yeah, it's past my bedtime. You know, great draft. We've got plenty of interesting teams. But uh, I think I think all that's left to say, though, Kyle, oh, Scissor me, daddy. Whatever it takes. I know we can make it through. Until next time, this has been the Champions Podcast.